What's up, Kingdom Builder? Welcome back to this Bible study. We are in the middle of a five-part series of how to 10x your results with less hustle, God's way. And today we're going to be talking about a topic that I'm going to preach to myself, which is the peace of grace. And I wonder, in today's society, especially in the entrepreneurial realm, have you ever struggled with being overworked, tired, we're taught, to, we're taught to hustle and grind and to 10x everything and to work eight till faint and all these different types of things. If you've ever struggled with being overworked and overstressed and anxious about work, put a one in the comments. I will put a 1,111 because that is something that I've struggled with a lot as well too. Happy Wednesday. But when we take a look at what Jesus did to be able to build a church, we're studying his life. He built a church of now two plus billion people, an organization. I believe Jesus was the best entrepreneur that ever lived. In three and a half years, he did quite a bit. But what's interesting is you notice that Jesus did not subscribe to today's teachings. In fact, if you look all throughout Jesus, whether you believe he is who he said he was, I believe he was a son of God. I believe he is the Lord and Savior. But he did things a certain way. In fact, he's done a lot of miracles. If you read through the scripture, before he did miracles, there were some interesting things that he tended to do. And I wonder, we can get a lot of truth from this. There is a pace to grace. It says in Mark chapter 139, he went into the synagogues preaching throughout Galilee, casting out the demons. Man, who here would like to be able to cast out demons? But you know what he did right before that? It said Mark 1.35, and in the early morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, went away to a secluded place, and prayed there for a time. So he would regularly go off by himself. What else did he do? Well, Jesus also partied. Do you like to party? Jesus did. Right, Mark 2, 15, it happened that he was reclining at the table in his house and many tax collectors and sinners were dining with Jesus. And he was, he was eating. He didn't skip meals. Right? He wasn't working so hard that he could not afford to even eat. So he ate. I, I like this Jesus. What else did he do? Well, there was a time... When this is kind of a crazy miracle, this is very productive. Um, Mark 4 and 39, it says, He got up and rebuked the wind, said to the sea, Hush, be still. And the wind died down and it became perfectly calm. That's kind of intense. You know what he was doing right before that? It said that on that day when evening came, he said, Let's go over to that side. After dismissing the crowd, they took him along with him. And Jesus, in 438, says himself was in the stern asleep. Jesus took a nap. Does anyone here like naps? Put a two in the comments if you like to take naps. So it's interesting. When you take a look at the life of Jesus, who is the most productive person that ever lived and walked this planet, he never once was caught running I've never read that he ever was rushing anywhere. Um, he took naps. He partied. He never skipped. He never jogged anywhere. 
there was a pace of grace. And as I read through his story and I read through his example, I think to myself, how contradictory is my life many times to Jesus' life? How many times have we tried to cut out sleep? Have we tried to skip meals? Are we rushing? Are we hustling? Are we anxious? Are we trying to do more with a little bit of time? Time management is like such a big topic, right? High performance habits, these types of things. And I believe that if we take the example of Jesus and we understand some truths that you can truly 10x your results with less hustle, you can live, as my friend Shea Bine says, with a life of grace over grind. And I believe as a kingdom builder, we are called to live a different example. We are called to live a different way. So one thing we have to realize is this. Why do we hustle? Why do we grind? Because the saying is, if it were to be, it's up to me. Right? Obviously, if we want a different output, we have to do a different input. So it makes sense logically that we have to work harder, more hours. We fill in as much as we can in the course of the day. And the things that we can see, if we can control the controllables, then maybe, just maybe, we'll have better results in our business. Is that true? Not exactly. You see, if you're a kingdom builder, if you're co-partnering with God in your business, then we understand that the things that are not seen, the spiritual realm, is a lot more productive than those that are a lot more real than the things that are seen. Let's put it this way. A good idea is different from a God idea. A God idea, it says that in Isaiah, my word will not return void. Well, if what God says is going to happen, it's going to happen. Then it doesn't matter what we do necessarily. We can steward what he says, but it's ultimately up to God to be able to bring about what it is that he wants to be able to be done. Kingdom Builder, do you, if we believe that God is who he says he is, then don't we believe that he can do way more in one second than we can do with one day? Comment amen if that is something you would agree with. So any single time that we're worried, any single time that we're hustling in our own strength, any single time that we are concerned about things like that, then it says that worry is like practical atheism that we're trying to bring matters back into our own hands. But we need to remember that for co-partnering with God in our life and in our business, there's a different way of doing things. It's a lot easier. You see, it says in the Bible, it says in Joshua 1 verse 8, one of the, one of the best success principles that I've ever read. God's talking to Joshua, gives him a promise of success and prosperity. If you want to be successful and prosperous, then this is what you want to do. What was his lesson? He said, Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but meditate on it day and night so that you may do everything according to what is written in it. And you will make your way prosperous and you will make your way successful. Kingdom builder, it is evident there, there are principles that God puts into his people that if we follow his way, then we'll have prosperity. Prosperity simply means that you'll be running downhill. Prosperity means that things are going your way. 
prosperity means that doors are opening. It's kind of like if you've ever driven, have you had one of those days where all the lights on the street are just green? You know, one of those days? That's what prosperity means. So there's a way that and a method of being able to do this. We have to also understand why is there a piece of things? If we believe that God has ordained things for a certain season, a certain time, and we live in this awareness, then our trust is not in what we can do. Our trust is what God can do. Here's a perfect example. If you know the story of Lazarus, Lazarus was the brother of a, a, a woman named Mary. And Lazarus was somebody that a miracle happened. It says in John 11, 1. Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus, sister was Martha, and Mary comes up to Jesus. And it's like, I know Jesus can do some great things. So Mary says, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus said this, he knew he was going to do something. Don't we know that God has a plan? So what happens is when Jesus hears this, interesting, you would think after Jesus hears the prayer, Jesus is like, let's go rush. Let's go do this. In your business, how many times have you encountered a challenge? And the first thought is, what can I do? How do I solve this? How do we go? Jesus did it different. Good morning. So what happened was when Jesus heard that Lazarus was sick, he did not only not go and rush there. It says that he then stayed two days longer. Jesus chilled. He didn't rush. He didn't sprint. What's up, Coach Cohen? He kept on, he, he had a pace to things. Isn't that interesting? And why is that the case? Well, if you know the end of the story, Jesus ended up, he didn't just want to heal Lazarus. He actually rose him from the dead. What is this? What are the principles that we can catch from this in our businesses, in our lives? If we believe that God has a certain plan, if we believe that God's ways are better than our ways, as it says in Isaiah, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. He has a certain pace to things. He has a certain way of things. If we trust more in what he can do rather than only what we can do, how different would our lives be? Our lives would not be stricken by anxiety and fear and worry and stress and hustle. Our lives as a kingdom builder will be graced with that pace of grace. And what did Jesus do? Well, he did what the will of God was. And this is what he realized in 1 Thessalonians 5.16. Imagine our lives were actually like this. Imagine our businesses were like this. We are rejoicing always. Who here wants to be happy all the time? We are praying without ceasing. And we're thanking God for everything, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. And to bring it back home, what does this look like if you want to 10x your results God's way? If you want to do it with less hustle, we live with the understanding and the wisdom that it's not up to us. We live with awareness and the understanding that our job as a kingdom builder is to co-partner with God that knows all, is in charge of all, is, is the one that brings all to his fruition. 
And our job is simply to seek his presence, to steward his will, and in every day live in that communion with him, live in that relationship with him. So what are we doing every day? God, what do you want to do in this situation? We're living in constant relationship. We're living in constant prayer. We're living in constant thanksgiving. And when the time comes, what will start to happen is you'll start to get this peace and you'll start to get ideas and you'll start to get inspired hunches. And then you act. Jesus, when he heard that Lazarus was dying, went on and he delayed in the world's eyes. But he spent time with the Lord. He spent time with his father. He spent time seeking his will. He was regularly praying. He was regularly rejoicing. And at the right time, he made a move. He didn't run over to Lazarus. He went at the exact right time. And guess what? He rose him from the dead. That's pretty, that's pretty intense. That's pretty productive. And if Jesus lived this way for three and a half years of public ministry, he was able to build an organization that 2,000 plus years later is still standing and growing to this day with over 2 billion people in the organization. I don't know about you, but I like to take a chapter out of Jesus' book. And I love to live that way and be productive in that way. And to be able to make sure that in my business, in the things that I'm stewarding, that I'm able to live with that piece of grace's will too. Not only is it way more productive, it is a lot more joyful. It's less hustle. And it is the greatest testimony for what we got. So I wonder if this message convicts you. I wonder if this message resonates with you. I'd love to hear in your comments below. If this was helpful today, put a one in the comments. And by the way, if you have not yet subscribed to my YouTube, please do. We put this plus all of our other replays. We're going through our five-part series of how to 10X your business with less hustle. And I don't know, at least for me, I need this message because there is a way that seems right to man, but it leads to death, but the Lord's way, it works the best. Give it a shot. My kingdom builder, to God be the glory, and we'll see you guys on the next days. Talk soon. Bye-bye.